The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitney, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, March 17th. I'm Donald Ware. We're going to do things a little bit differently on today, of course, generally on hump day. We transition into what would now be week five of the HBCU football season. But we have a special guest on the line in his fourth season as the head football coach at West Virginia State is John Pennington. The Yellow Jackets coming off a big 38-13 victory over West Virginia Wesleyan to open the season as John Pennington joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Good to catch back up with you, Coach Pennington. How are you, sir? Well, it's great to hear your voice because that means it's football season. I know. Even if I'm saying the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for March 17th, but it is still football season. You're absolutely right about that. So, I mean, let's get to it. Like, big victory to start the season. I know you guys have a lot of high expectations. The MEC has high expectations of you guys. Your thoughts on the 38-13 to victory over West Virginia Westland? Well, it's always good to start 1-0 and to get a win at home. And uh, we had a lot of young guys and, and guys on the, their first time in black and gold. So there was a lot of good on that end. I thought our team, uh, we were uh, locked in all game. There was, you know, the first game of the year, there's a lot of emotions. And uh, we, we were in control of our emotions and not the other way around. So I thought we did a good job of handling uh, the momentum swings, ups and downs of a game one uh, situation. I thought our team was connected. They were constantly you know working with each other encouraging each other communicating with each other uh but at the end of the day you know we know we can play better football than we played uh you know especially towards the end of that game on offense i think you know there was a couple drives at the end we wished we had back that we could have put a couple more points on the board and you know kind of put the nail in the coffin a little earlier but uh but like i said it was a great learning experience uh we we i think we got uh, I think we. I think there was only one goal we missed on offense or defense. So we we didn't have any turnovers on offense. We got some on defense. We were, we had explosives. You know, we didn't do anything to beat ourselves. We just didn't play at a championship caliber level, and that that's the standard we hold ourselves to. You know, Donovan Riddick, thirteen of twenty six, one hundred ninety nine yards, passing one touchdown. He didn't throw an interception. And you've had some really 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 good quarterbacks. And by the way, he also rushed for another 47 yards. You've had some really, really good quarterbacks the last couple of years. Who is Donovan Riddick? How good is he? Uh, well, I think he's going to be the best that's ever come through here. And I think uh, anyone that watches him play knows what, you know, that not only is he a, a skilled young man, uh, but he's a great leader. Uh, he's a great person. He's got all the tools and everything he needs to, to be a great player, you know, a uh, great college football quarterback. So we're, we're really excited about his future. This is the second start of his, of his career, so there, you know, there's some things we're working through. But uh, I thought he did a great job running the offense and leading the offense, and he was voted uh, a captain this year as a freshman, which I think says a lot about 
the young man and, and what he means to this football team. And uh, I think we're just, you know, you're, you're, you're going to hear that name a lot over the next few years. Yeah. And then what about Dante Jones, the running back, 16 carries, 69 yards, got into the end zone three times in this game. Yeah, Dante is a uh, just such a uh, a humble young man. He 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 runs the football angry, but he you know he just he's just a great guy to be around, and he plays the game uh, the way that we want to, we want the game played. He plays physical, plays through the echo, the whistle. Uh, you know, he's he's a violent runner. He's a violent blocker, and you know we had played him at tight end, linebacker, receiver. Uh, we figured we might as well just hand him the ball some, and that that seemed to work out pretty good on Saturday. John Pennington, again, in his fourth season as the head football coach at West Virginia State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So, I mean, if we go back uh, a couple of years ago, uh, well, really to the 2019 season, like everybody knows who Dustin Krauser is. Like he had another big game uh, for you, uh, your linebacker. Talk about his play, and I'm assuming he's – uh, the maybe I guess one of the captains and the leader of your defense. Yeah, he's also he is he got a uh, was voted captain and you know I got to say Dustin had a great game and he's he is uh, uh, he's physically in the best shape of his life. Uh, he is uh, as locked in as you could ever see any college athlete. He dominates the box in there, but you know our defensive line did a great job keeping him free. Uh, Kendall Robinson, Nate Parrish. Uh, they were making plays up front and, and containing blocks, and, and Dustin was running around and just uh, wreaking havoc in the box. And that's what a good D line does for you know for the for the star middle linebacker. So I thought I thought those two, uh, the D line, the linebacking core, really they played well together. You know, and I think the D line did a great job getting those linebackers free, and the linebackers when they were free, they they made big plays. And you know, Dustin had an interception, and even after the game, you know, he was. Uh, he was, you know, holding our team accountable. You know, he's not satisfied at all. We we know we can play better. And even though we got a, you know, 25-point victory, I think, you know, just to a man, we all know that if we, if we played a little bit better or if we maybe did a, a little bit here or there, we, we could have done a, a lot better on Saturday. I think we're all kind of hungry to, to try to prove that again this Saturday. Yeah, what, what were you – what didn't you like about what your team or some of the aspects of what your team did in this game? I, I just think that we could have, uh, especially on offense, um, we had a couple drives that stalled out in the, the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, that really would have put the game away, 45-13 you know, or 52-13. to 13. And uh, we had some penalties. You know, we had a uh, – in the first half, there was – I think we had a bunch of offsetting penalties. There was kind of a, a – two, you know, a couple guys got into a fight and there was a couple 15-yard penalties. So things like that, um, that that bothered me a little bit. But – I, I just think that we gave up a big, maybe two or three big kick returns. So there, there were some plays that, you know, you, you can't win uh, consistently if you give up, you know, three big kick returns and one for a touchdown. You can't win consistently if you don't uh, finish drives on offense. You can't win consistently uh, if you have pre-snap penalties or post-whistle penalties. And uh, those were some of the things that, that upset us as a coaching staff. Okay, John Penn- Pennington in his – Fourth season as the head football coach at West Virginia State joins us here on the program. Next up for the Yellow Jackets is Concord, and that game is going to be played uh, at home uh, for West Virginia State. Uh, For you all, what is, you know, what's COVID been like? Like you hadn't played since, what, November of 2019, and now it's 
March, you get the victory. Uh, you know, but w- what have these last, you know, 15, 16 months been like for you all? Well, uh, you know, it was uh, 483 days, I think is what they said. But, you know, it, it was uh, it, it, it was a – honestly, it was a great journey. I think our team, uh, we, we not only uh, – you know, we continued to get better. We are all going through the same things together. Uh, there were, you know, there were some tough times. There were some good times. There was um, a lot of ups and downs. I think we all uh, really appreciate each other more. We appreciate the game more. We appreciate our school more. And uh, we're all just, you know, really just more grateful to be out here. And uh, I think, you know, our staff did an excellent job staying in touch, keeping our team connected. I mean, we, we probably Zoom more than anyone in the country and just trying to continue to, you know, to build our team. And, even, you know, no matter what's going on, a, pand- a pandemic, playing for a championship or getting ready for week two or whatever. Uh, we, we wanted our team to attack the day, you know, whatever, whether it was academics, whether it was just getting in shape, whether they were working out in their basement, you know, no matter what, we just want them to attack every opportunity they got and just be grateful for those opportunities. And so I think our team did that. Every time we lifted, it was like they were excited to lift again. Uh, but, you know, on Saturday, the emotions were just overwhelming. I mean, it really hits you when you're out there that it's, you know, you know that you're finally back there again. And, and you go through all the ups and downs and the craziness of the pandemic go through your mind and all you had to endure uh, to finally get to that point. And there you are standing beside your brothers ready to go to battle. And it's just the best feeling in the world. And, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty drained after that game. It just there was a, there was, It was an emotional roller coaster and uh, it was great to to finish with a win, but it just felt great to be out there with our team, laying it on the line, going to battle, looking, you know, defeat right in the eye and knowing that uh, if we do what we need to do, we can enjoy victory together. So it was it was a very emotional day. And I'll tell you what, the speed, the game speed, it, it was, you know, it, it's you scrimmage against your defense and everything, but the it's, it's totally different on game day. And I think that kind of caught me by surprise. I mean, you don't normally think about it that much. You know it's going to be faster. But after not seeing a real live game for 483 days, it really caught some guys off guard with how, how fast it is, you know, when that adrenaline's pumping on there on game day. So I think that, uh, you know, the, the emotions will be a little bit less this weekend and we can, you know, get back to playing just a, you know, regular football game. Because I think we were exhausted in the fourth quarter because of how much emotional energy we spent uh, pregame and, and, and in those first couple quarters and, and through the third quarter, I think we kind of ran out of gas, and we're in great shape. So I can tell the other team was – they were out of gas probably in the beginning of the third quarter. I mean, both teams were, were emotionally drained, I think. Yeah, and, and to be expected. You know, in 2019, you guys were like the cardiac kids, and, boy, you, you, you were so close to, uh, to possibly winning that championship, uh, maybe getting an at-large berth in the Division Two playoffs. How do you compare 2000? I mean, I know it's only one game, but from a talent perspective, how do you compare the 2019 team potentially with this team of this spring of 21? Well, you know, I think every team is different, but this team, you know, last year's team, or 2019 team, they were, they were the cardiac kids. They were tough. Uh, they, they were mentally tough. You could never beat them. You know, they were never out of the fight, and they showed that, and they – um, they, they had a knack for, for playing in, in those big moments. I think the problem with last year's team is they didn't play well in, all, in, in some of the other moments. You know, they, they, didn't, they couldn't be consistently play at a high level, but uh, they did have the toughness to find ways to win. I think this year's team uh, is much more consistent. 
I think defensively are just the best defense we've had here uh, since I've been the head coach. I mean, the defense is flying around. And offensively, the talent is, is you know, we got a lot of young guys. I think we only had four returning starters or maybe three that played on Saturday. So, you know, Riddick, it was his first time out there. We had three true freshman wide receivers out there. We had a true freshman uh, tight end fullback out there. We had two true freshman O-linemen. And they played really well, you know. So the, they're talented and they don't talk a lot. They just play. Uh, and so I think they're, they're, we're a little bit more consistent than last year. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see when it comes down to uh, those, those pressurized moments if we have what it takes uh, you know, with everything on the line. But I think we learned a lot from last year's team that, you know, you just go out there and you just you just play football every snap and, and you try to win. And, and uh, if you do that, you're going to put yourself in a position at the end uh, to have a chance. And uh, so I think we learned a lot from last year's team with that. And we learned to be more consistent that, you know, if we just play better in the first quarter, we don't have to do all that at the end. Yeah. Concord, what, what are some of the challenges that Concord present this Saturday? Well, they didn't play last week because of uh, COVID, so uh, we don't. We never seen them play. They got a new coaching staff, so we don't know what what they're doing on offense or defense. So that's a little bit of a challenge for the coaching staff. Uh, they have some transfer players that have come in, so they're they're much more talented than they were before, and they've got new energy with a new coaching staff. So for us, it's the unknown. You know, we have to be ready to adjust in game, just like we did last week. You know, we had they had a new they had some new coaches and new schemes, so. Uh, a lot of unknowns, so we just got to make sure that our team is ready for uh, a lot of different looks and what to do if they do this. So we're really trying to hone in on, uh, you know, uh, on the execution phase of it. If we play, you know, with the kind of toughness and, and effort and energy, I mean, we were we were by far the more physical team last week. We were we were by far the more fundamental team. We blocked better. We we took care of the ball better. If we do that. You know, we keep getting improving and improving. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be in a good position on Saturday. But I think the unknown is going to throw us off. They're they're probably going to be playing, you know, they're going to be on an emotional high because they haven't played in whatever, 500 days. So they're going to come out and, and have plenty of juice. we got to match their intensity and, and continue to play, uh, you know, physical brand of football that we played last Saturday. West Virginia State 1-0 on the season, currently receiving votes in the box-to-row media poll, going to host Concord on Saturday. John Pennington in his fourth season as the head football coach at West Virginia State joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Pennington, been a while. It's always great to catch up with you. Continued success to you and the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for having me on here, and and, and thank you for – uh, supporting the Yellow Jackets, um, and uh, you know, just just glad to be playing football again and doing these interviews. I'm just really grateful uh, for all the people that helped us get back to what we're doing. You know, there's a lot of people that sacrificed for us to get here, and we're gonna make sure we attack everything we can. And anytime you need me, holler at me. So you heard it, John Pennington, the head football coach at West Virginia State, joining us here on the program. The Yellow Jackets have an opportunity to be really good. I mean, I think what's encouraging is he mentioned that defense because if you look at when he first took over, high-octane offense, first year I think they won, they went like 5-5 five and five or something like that after some, some very bad seasons. Like West Virginia State had a solid program if you go back to the, you know, 2007, 2008 was good. Then it was just bad for many years. He takes over. I think they go, they have a, what, a, maybe a 5-5 five and five season uh, maybe two five and five seasons or six and four seasons, something like that, and then ultimately seven and four last year, with an opportunity to win the MAC and or possibly go 
to the Division II playoffs. I say last year, I really mean 2019. And, and with those teams, the, the, the team from 2019 was solid defensively. Uh, the 17 team, not as much. 18, maybe a little bit better. So if the defense is as good, he mentions uh, the quarterback Riddick. He's got an opportunity to be the best that has ever played there. And that's really saying something because West Virginia State has had some really, really good quarterbacks the last four or five years. This could, could be a team that could really, uh, this West Virginia State team, perhaps win the Mech. But the Mech is so tough. I don't, I, you know, I don't know about Concord. I don't know about Glenville State. But UNC Pembroke is up on the schedule April 3rd. And Pembroke's got a really good program. First year in the Mech. Uh, matter of fact, right, uh, right down uh, maybe, I don't know, Pembroke maybe 70 miles or so south of where I live. And uh, which is uh, a little bit uh, south. Uh, Fayetteville is probably about, I don't know, 30 miles, maybe not even that much, maybe 25 miles from Pembroke, so where Fayetteville State is. And then Charleston is a perennial power in the MAC. So no question about it, West Virginia State has its work cut out for it. But I think John Pennington and the Yellow Jackets are up to the task. That's going to do it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to transition to week five of the HBCU football season. Take a look at that schedule and an early preview. Going to give you an early preview of some of the matchups for week five in HBCU football. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can find us online on our website at BoxToRow.com, also on Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartMedia. Com. Talk with you tomorrow. Find the Box to Row YouTube page for conversations with stars like Amari Hardware, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Over the years. <laughs>